Dear Jesus, thank you for your love upon our lives. Thank you for the grace and the privilege to sleep and to wake up. We believe that it is your angels, in fact, indeed, your very presence who watched over us while we slept, that the enemies could not take control of our lives and destroy all of the blessings that you have presented to us. We ask this morning that you order our steps in your word, that every step we take, every breath we take, everything we do will be a pleasing offering to you, led by you, directed by you to please you and to be a blessing to us and to those who come in contact with We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So yesterday we ended by stating that the sanctuary was a central theme of the little homes opposition as we look at Daniel chapter 8 and even as we encroach into Daniel chapter 9. And we understand this to be very significant because um, the, the sanctuary was a central theme also of Israel's spiritual life. It was the place of refuge where people found forgiveness for sins and the guidance and protection of God. It also represented God's dwelling place among them. When we remember, we quoted Exodus 25 verse 8 where it says, And let them make me a sanctuary that I might dwell among them. God speaking to his people. At the sanctuary of God, Israel's priests, where we know them to offer sacrifices for sin and intercede with God for the sins of God's people. All of these activity pointing forward to Jesus Christ, his sacrifice and his priestly work for humanity. And that's what made the sanctuary very significant because every detail, every nitty gritty, every even the minute aspect of the sanctuary all pointed to the salvific work of Jesus Christ. And so you see the significance playing out because if the devil could distort this system, then he very well could distort God's plan of salvation in our lives. You know, looking at the various sections, the courtyard, which is the outer court, which surrounded the temple, it was a place where all the sacrifices were made, pointing forward to Christ's one sacrifice, which was his death on the cross, where he de- declared that it is finished. And in the early century, two lambs were sacrificed on the altar. When you read Numbers chapter 28, you also read Leviticus chapter 6, and we see this explanation. And it says, evening and morning, the Israelites made different sacrifices. And at the end of the sacrifice, the fire of the sacrifice was left to burn continually, signifying that, you know, Christ's ministry didn't just end on the cross. It was a continual ministry, even in the heavenly sanctuary. And no wonder Hebrews 8, 9 and 9 gives us that confidence that Jesus Christ is now the priest of the holy place of the of the sanctuary made not with hands where he maketh intercession for us and so the little horn power as we see in daniel chapter 8 that tried to take away the daily the continual sacrifice we see that his attack is to distort jesus christ's continual ministry in the heavenly sanctuary on behalf 
of his people, where Jesus Christ takes his blood to heaven and maketh intercession for us, forgiving us our sins and performing an investigative judgment, just like in the day of um, atonement in the earthly sanctuary system. And the holy place, as we look at the early sanctuary, while the courtyard was a place of sacrifice, the holy place was a place of intercession, where it is only the high priest, the priest rather, symbolizing Christ also, which enters into the holy place and approaches God. And it's where, you know, sometimes it's referred to as the first apartment of the sanctuary, because after that we see the most holy place. Now let's do a contrast once again. The slain lamb, which is Jesus Christ, represents his sacrificial death for us, just like the outer court. And he is also a living priest who maketh intersection and stands as our advocate before God, just like the priest goes into the holy place to make intercession. And then we see the most holy place, which is the second apartment of the sanctuary, representing the true room of God, containing the Ark of Covenant, containing also the mercy seat, uh, which was directly above the Ark of Covenant, signifying that in, in the midst of God's throne, his, his, his nature is, is represented as the Ark of Covenant, which contains the Ten Commandments and also the mercy seat, which signifies that God is a God of justice and is also a God of mercy and he is a God of covenant, a God of relationship and he longs to maintain a relationship with you and I even as he, you know, releases his mercy to us and in humble response, we obey his word. And we also see that every month's in a year the high priest goes into the most holy place into the presence of god the throne room of god as he naked a an intercession for us for for the israelites just as jesus christ has gone to the throne of god after the accession of jesus christ the focus shifts from the earthly sanctuary to the heavenly sanctuary when we read hebrews chapter 4 verse 9 and not just the heavenly sanctuary jesus moves beyond that into the very presence the very throne room of god as he makes intercession for god trying to preserve that relationship that you know sin is trying to distort and trying to plead upon god's mercy and also giving us his holy spirit to help us obey the commandments of god the great horn power attacks the sanctuary and the continual ministry of jesus christ in three different folds and we notice that in daniel chapter 8 from verse 11. first of all it sets itself to be as great as christ jesus himself the prince of the host so it it became an antichrist a false christ and secondly it took away the continual or the daily or the perpetual you know system from christ the prince of hosts we understand that as we continue and lastly it brought low the place of the sanctuary of christ that is the prince of hosts now this little one power which can according to history as we have discovered can only be the papal system the papacy met the description of this little one power because it has fulfilled those three rules it has continually eclipsed or taken away the sanctuary and its continual ministry of christ by bringing in its place its false system uh, you know its own parallel system 
of sanctuary intercession here on earth with its own priesthood and its own ministry and the bible has already given us that we have only one lord you know that only one way by which we can be saved but this papacy this papal system introduces different parallel systems which are in direct conflict with Tosia the Lord. First of all, in fact, the most blasphemous of all, it is claimed to be the vicar of Christ, to be the vice regent, the representative of Christ on earth. In fact, it goes as far to claim in many of its materials that it is God on earth. What a blasphemy when the Bible has said that there is only one God, only one Lord, and that's Jesus the Christ. And there is only one representative of Jesus Christ here on earth, and that is the Holy Spirit, and not any human agency. And we need to watch out for this little one power, my friends. Through the Mass, through the Confessions, through the opinions, through the Eucharist, through the veneration of Mary as a mediator between humanity and God, the papacy and its priesthood have taken over the continual ministry of Christ, claiming to have power to even forgive sins. And many of us have had encounter with this papacy and its power even to this state. And many are even more blinded by this false system of governance that stands in direct conflict against God. By pointing people's attention to the priesthood on earth, the papacy and its priesthood have brought low, they have diminished, in fact they have obscured the significance or as some, some persons would say they have eclipsed the, the place of the sanctuary of Christ in heaven because now they suggest that there are many ways that one could get to God through the saints, through Mary, through this one, through that one, and through making of penance. But that, my friend, is not biblically sound. The Bible makes it clear again and again that our salvation is to be found only in Christ Jesus and there is no other way that we can be saved. When we read John 14 verse 6, Jesus says that I am the way, the truth and the light. No one can come to the Father except through me. We read in Acts chapter 4 verse 10 to 12 and also in the rest of the Acts where it is said that it is only through the name of Jesus that we can be saved. But now the papacy says that there are very there are many different ways to be saved. In fact, the priest can forgive you your sins. You can pray to Mary. You can pray to this. Where is it in the Bible? If not the revelation that this power stands to take away and to diminish the ministry of Jesus Christ. My friend, I want to tell you that you can look to Jesus and depend upon him as your all-powerful savior. Jesus is not just uh, an abstract God that we much reach through smaller deities or through smaller God just like in the African traditional religion. No, Jesus Christ sympathizes with us even when we are tempted and tried. When we read Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 and down to verse 16, we also read it in Hebrews chapter 2 we, in verse 17 and 18. We see throughout scripture that he is touched even with the feelings of our infirmities, that he was tempted in all ways as we are. 
He understands whatever you are going through, my friend. And only Jesus has the power to present your case before God and claim forgiveness and restore the relationship between the Father and yourself. Read that in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 24, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. I want you to know, my friend, do not let any human institution rob you of your personal and direct access to Jesus Christ. See, you see, it's not just even the purpose that is fulfilling this act of taking away the daily. So many Pentecostal religions are following the purpose in its act of taking away the daily by pointing people to man, by pointing people to man instead of to God. And instead of people saying, God help me, people are saying, God of this one, God of that one. Yes, it's, it's important to have faith in our ministers, but you must not place your entire faith on humans when you should be placing it on God. You can also approach to the throne of God boldly yourself and you can obtain mercy. Jesus has speaked that way. He has made a privilege and opportunity for you that you can pray wherever you are, however sinful that you are. You can pray and receive forgiveness. You can receive audience with the Father. Jesus Christ has made it possible, my friend. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25 tells us that Jesus is able to save you to the uttermost, my friend. To the uttermost, completely is able to save you. Would you let him? Or would you join the purpose and the, the, the rising the Pentecostalism in our world today to rob you of the of that unique relationship that only Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit can provide? Do you think it's because of your sins? Therefore, God may not have any need or give you audience. He says that he's able to save you to the uttermost, but you have to let him. There is no sin that he cannot forgive. There is no mistake. There is no shame that he cannot wipe away. There is no pain that he cannot heal. Even yours, he's able to save you to the uttermost. Will you let him? Father in heaven, no longer do we want to be pawns of the devil, robbed of our unique relationship with you, O God, the relationship that have been paved, that have been made available to us through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. We long to be set free today. We long to bask in that relationship with you, that presence that went with the children of Israel throughout their wilderness experience. We long for that presence to that abiding presence, the refreshing presence of the Most High God through the Holy Spirit. We long for that union. We invite you, please come into our heart, come into our lives, come into our homes, come into our businesses, into our relationship, into our education, into all that we do and save us to the uttermost, to the uttermost dear Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Please do not forget to stay subscribed and share these messages to somebody else. You may be saving a life. God bless you.